welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Martin. Hi. Hi. I just want to eat, and the food is just sitting next to us, and I'm upset. It's literally staring at us right now. It's our favorite our favorite salad place in all of Los Angeles. Um, I feel like we have to keep this episode tight because there's so much to cover. So much. A lot of ground. Remember when we were like, oh, we'll run out of stuff by the 2000s? Nope. I never said that. We wrong. <laughs> you were like, oh, the 90s is her best time. And then it was like, wait a minute. No, oh, wait. It's not. It's not. Charlie's Angels happened. Before we get into it, though, what are you fangirling over? Well, I don't know if... I feel like you have to go first because mine is Drew Barrymore related. Oh, okay. So good what are you fangirling over? A good over? if you will. Um, I am fangirling over some jeans that I bought. Uh, you may remember I've been living in this 1970s vibe. So very impulsively, I bought some flare jeans on Nordstrom.com from Seven for All Mankind, which is a brand I've not worn in probably 10 to 12 years. And they came in the mail, and I've, like, had a crazy couple days, so I didn't even try them on. And I was like, oh, right, I bought these jeans. I should try them on. They're a goddamn dream. They remind me of being 17 years old because they're an appropriate flair, mm-hmm. but they are making that noise on the ground that I don't think I've heard since junior year of high school that's, like, that swoosh noise. But I live in Los Angeles now. I don't have to deal with the super absorption of the flare and the snow and the wet and I'm like trying to decide if I should get them hemmed but I don't think I want to and now I'm just wondering do I need to buy all of these jeans like just buy them out because for the rest of my life I want an appropriate flare you always want to have a flare on hand I want a flare on hand they only come in one wash like I think they're going out of stock Eric was like oh are our bell bottoms back in style and I was like to me that's all that matters. They never left if you like 70s fashion. I'm so into them. I just kind of want to live in them. The tricky thing, though, because they're not, quote unquote, like in style, is that I cannot wear them on back-to-back days because they're so specific that everyone's like, oh, you're wearing your flares again. I have to wear them sparingly. I really want you to wear them with tennis shoes because you normally wear heels. I do, every day. Or a boot. Yeah. And I want you to wear tennis shoes so it's extra, like, late 90s flair. Yeah. I just am, I'm, I know at some point I'm going to step through the back of them. I was sending them to all my girlfriends from high school and everyone was losing their goddamn minds because it's like, we know. We know this is a good look. We've just gotten into this weird skinny jean place for years. I'm tired of a skinny jean. I'm tired jean. of a skinny jean. We gotta get back. We gotta get back. We got to because the skinny late 90s. jeans. I remember wearing them like junior, senior year of high school. Yeah, so it's been a long o- time, over ten years. We don't it's need to do it to, anymore. I feel like a straight leg is making a strong comeback. Yeah, though. I wear. I, I have a, a couple of pairs of a straight leg jean. The other thing about these, the late '90s, early 2000s flares, low rise. Yeah, hate these that. high rise. Which, if you've been listening long enough, I don't wear well but this is like the perfect high rise so it's like a mid-rise it's kind of like a mid-rise it's great i'm highly highly suggest (laughs) they're called a ginger i don't know whatever look them up what are you fangirling over yesterday lucy lou got a star on the walk of fame yes and the charlie's angels were reunited so my thing about this was I didn't see the headline. You just sent me the photo. And so I was like, wait, is that what Cameron Diaz is wearing to her getting a star? Because she was in the middle of all those photos. It's just she's the tallest. She had to go in the middle. Fair. Did you see 
the shoe Drew Barrymore was wearing. That insane shoe. And she was still shorter than Cameron Diaz. But I loved it. Yeah. I want those mega platform I shoes. Have, I want to know if Lucy Liu and Demi Moore are very good friends because it was not only a Charlie's Angels yes. reunion, it was a full throttle reunion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And from a photo that I saw, Demi Moore spoke at this oh. event. Like they just really hit it off? I have a lot of questions. I know she didn't, Lucy Liu did not get along with Bill Murray, but I loved it. And I'm so mad it was in my neighborhood. Yes. Because I would have taken off work for it. I would have stood there like a goon <laughs> and loved it. Lucy Liu for a while was kind of blonde uh, recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was not in this photo. So she has gotten over that phase or maybe that was like an elementary job. thing. I don't know. Yes. Um, I don't keep up with elementary. Uh, But yeah, you were very excited. It was funny, though, because several of the people I follow on Instagram, like who are my friends, posted it in their stories. And I was like, this is important. And I I didn't know so many people were. It is. I watched the movie on Saturday, too. So it was fresh in my mind. (laughs) Not the first one, not just Charlie's Angels. It was a hard debate. But Full Throttle always wins because you're like, Demi Moore was 46 in that movie and she looks amazing. I can see the, like, People magazine shot of her. and Because, like, it wasn't as if she had died and reborn, but we hadn't seen her in anything in a while, and everyone was losing their minds. Yeah, and it was kind of during Ashton Kutcher era, mm-hmm. so she was having this resurgence. Yeah. Now she's 56 or so. Yeah. Looking amazing. Still looking amazing. That's Looks great. what we should all try to look like. Maybe a little troubled 50s. individual. I feel like she has mm. some things. Didn't someone die at her house? Yeah, in yeah. a pool. That's rough. Yeah. Okay. Still a great person. Okay. <laughs> so Still we should kick person. this off. With 2000, with Charlie's Angels. Yes. I feel like you have to talk about this. I mean, you have to talk about this and Full Throttle because they're your loves. I mean, I'm going. I'm talking about them right now. What are you <laughs> saying? <laughs> I know, but I, okay, go, go ahead. Are you saying you haven't seen them and you're trying to put it on me? No, is I that, have seen them. I have only seen Full Throttle one time. I'm so sorry. I'm, I have seen them, but they're your loves. I'm you just do. frustrated with you right now. <laughs> so okay. she bought the rights. For Charlie's Angels, prior to this movie being filmed, this movie earned her estimated $40 million for the first one. Whoa. And okay. a possible $80 million for Full Throttle. Whoa. This, this, I think this is her love, really. I mean, yes, never, never been kissed and mm-hmm. home fries and all those, but I think she was really going for this one. Well, this changed her life. I mean, she and Cameron were already friends, but this, like, solidified their yeah. friendship. Yeah. Um. Original angels were all invited to make cameo appearances, mm-hmm. but Farrah Fawcett only wanted to be the voice of Charlie, so she was out, okay. which honestly should have happened. Right. And Jacqueline Smith wanted to be, like, part of the villains. Uh, there's a character, and a woman, that she wanted to be her, but she's actually, she makes a cameo in the second yes. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, missed opportunity, but it's fine. Right. Also, Farrah was in one season of Charlie's Angels. Like, yeah. I mean, good for her, but continue. <laughs> I always think about that. Like, I can't get over it. One season. Because when you think Charlie's Angels, you think, think of Farrah her. Bassett. You don't think Cheryl Ladd. Never. Maybe you do. Again, with our Cheryl Ladd podcast. <laughs> I know nothing about Cheryl Ladd. <laughs> but apparently I just like to name drop Cheryl Ladd. We know a lot about Cheryl Ladd. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, Drew Barrymore was a producer on this movie. She insisted that they all do their fighting without firearms. My favorite thing. Yeah. I can, 
I guess I'm like... Which is another reason. There are many reasons why I'm against the new Charlie's Angels, but I'm pretty sure they have weapons, and I don't like it. You were just so opposed to the chemistry or lack thereof. There's there's Zero. no chemistry. <laughs> let's, let's go off on a tangent here. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks is directing. Yes. I support her. Right. But Pitch Perfect 3 was the worst movie I've ever seen. I know. I'm upset about it. It's I haven't seen it. so bad. Mm-hmm. And that makes me worried. They... Specifically in the interview, state that they wanted to they want to make it like a serious action movie, which no. isn't the point of Charlie's Angels. No, have you seen you're just the making, 1970s show? You're just no. making a basic sh- like movie, and this is exactly why the TV show that Drew Barrymore later produced got canceled because it took itself too seriously. Right. Also, Kristen Stewart and these two other girls nobody knows yeah. are just flat. No. Where's the personality? Where, where's the personality? Yeah, Kristen Stewart feels like a miscast to me. But I guess if you're trying to make it serious, sure, fine, whatever. But uh. I'm not sure. I haven't solidified my choice of angels, but my friends and I always talk about who we'd cast in our Charlie's Angels reboot. Okay. And the voice of Charlie is Viola Davis Ooh. and Bosley is Melissa McCarthy because Ooh. she had cameos in both Charlie's Angels movies. Huh. Yeah. All right, all right. But you're still, do you have, like, a front runner for an angel? We like Lupita. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I forget who else. We've, we It's a discussion we've had more than once. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think of, like, right age bracket. Seems kind of fun. Like, I don't know. I feel like you could get, like, a Kristen Bell in there. She's, like, yeah. charming. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, maybe. not the worst. Not the yeah. worst suggestion. All I right. just feel like there's so many people in Hollywood yeah. that could bring, like, some energy to this. Totally. And we didn't do it. We made a mistake. We made a Hollywood. Mistake. I'm literally looking at photos of celebrities on our wall right now being like, who? 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 Who could it be? Um, so many people. Yes. So Anyways. Many people. I love this movie. It's just it's just a fun action movie. I'm not a big action movie person. Yeah. But so you have to bring in some girl power and humor for me to yeah. care about it. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job. It's like two clicks away from like a Spice World. You know what I mean? It's just like, as it should be. Yes, it should be fun, campy, silly, pretty, big. It's all those things. Colorful. Colorful. Great. All of those things. Also, there's Cameron Diaz plays a girl named Natalie. So seeing this as like a sixth, seventh grader. Yeah. That was important. I kind of forgot how cool like that Drew Barrymore's character's name is Dylan. Yes. I remember being like, that's cool. Well, her real name's Helen Zass. You learn in Full Throttle. You do. But you know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, right. That's so cool. Boys' names is girls' names. Cool. Anyways, let's move on because I could talk about this for an hour. The Simpsons. The Simpsons, same year. She plays Krusty's daughter, Sophie. And in the episode, like, Krusty finds out he has this daughter and he seeks advice from Homer about how to be a parent. And <laughs> yeah. there's, it's really bad. There's, like, mafia ties. One of the greatest episodes, though. She loves some voice work that will come up later yeah, as well. She really gets into it. So 2001, Donnie Darko. Now, when you think just like on the surface, Drew Barrymore, and then you think Donnie Darko, those things don't go together. No. They seem they seem strange. So uh, the film follows the adventures of the troubled title character, Donnie Darko, uh, who seeks the meaning behind his doomsday-related visions. Now, this movie, ill-timed, came to Sundance January 2001. Oh, no. Yeah. Gets picked up by Flower Films, and almost went straight to video because of 9-11. So it's like, there's like some plane stuff, mm-hmm. there's doomsday, it's not great. Um, it ultimately does get released theatrically October 26, 2001. Gets like no marketing. Yeah, that's it's right after. Literally right after. Terrible. But becomes 
a cult classic. Um, and so it made $7.5 million at the box office on a budget of $4.5 million. Not great. Um, but then, again, gets released to video, and it becomes almost like a – this is a weird comparison, but I think you're going to get okay. it – like a Rocky Horror where – Theaters start showing it every single week. So there's this. It's like a midnight movie situation. Completely. Like in the East Village, there was a midnight screening with Donnie Darko for 28 months. That's Um, crazy. Totally. Do you, are you a fan of this film? No. I'm not either. (laughs) I don't like it. I love a cult movie. I love like a horror movie. Mm -hmm. This movie didn't really hit with me. Not one of them. No. It's, um, but again, like it's still one of those things that people discover, both the Gyllenhaals, so you got that Mm -hmm. there, drew very small role. Um, Yeah, very small. I I kind of forget she's in it. She's kind of like a drawing factor. It was her and the singer of Phantom Planet I was into in high school is in the movie. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I was like, great. Two things I love. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's so dark and sort of strange, and it feels weird in the lineup of other flower film productions Yeah, that this is a flower film production. Yeah. I don't, is she connected to anyone who wrote the film, or is it just like flower films wanted to take They a just turn. bought it from they Sundance, to do something I think, different. probably. Yeah. They probably weren't trying to get pigeonholed into, like, cute rom-coms after yeah. Never Been Kissed. But Drew Barrymore kind of gets back into rom-com. Yeah. I Well, this movie's not a rom-com exactly. It's more like a dramedy, right? Riding Cars with Boys? Riding yeah. Cars with Boys. Mm-hmm. Same year, 2001. A single mother dreams of becoming a writer, but she gets pregnant in high school, has a kid at 15, and goes through, like... A failed marriage with her Steve Zahn. Yes, her Steve Zahn. Shitty husband. Steve Zahn. She's addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. Directed by Penny Marshall, though. Oh, yeah. I forget that. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Sarah Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy reuniting. <laughs> now, are, have they been friends this whole time? I, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, they're both like child stars, you know, so you would think they have a lot in common. Yeah. I actually really like this movie. Brittany Murphy, especially in this movie, is a delight. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I miss her. And she, there's, they go into all these flashbacks about her life raising her son. Yeah. But they're also driving, like, she's driving her adult son in the Mm -hmm. movie and then like flashback she doesn't look that old to me it always bothered me well it's strange because she's looked old her whole life yes except when she's supposed to look old they just put her in a dark bob with dark lipstick yeah and uh, well this is why she's only she's two years younger than the guy playing her son (laughs) really in real life i did not know that so the makeup team didn't do a perfect job there no but I overall love this movie, and I've seen it several times. But you didn't watch this on Saturday. Just Charlie's Angels. Just Full, full throttle. throttle. If you really want me to get into it, my friends and I wanted to watch a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. None are available on streaming yet. You can't even rent them on Amazon Prime. So we settled with Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, aren't Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, don't they have a cameo in Full Throttle? They do. That's where we're like, this makes sense. <laughs> That was your chain. That was your train of thought. So speaking of full throttle, this movie made two hundred sixty million dollars at the box office, but it didn't do as well. It needed the international box office to like make it a bunch of money. It made a hundred million dollars in the U.S. I saw it twice in theaters. So you were helping. You were con- contributing. Um, so it made about five million dollars less than Charlie's Angels. You love it. Yeah. The Razzies did not. 
Or they did, right? Or they did. That's how it works. Demi Moore won Razzie. It's like, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Nominated for, like, worst picture, worst ensemble, like, basically everything. One thing I didn't know, because I don't really know this movie that well, the whole, like, Seamus O'Grady prison mm-hmm, introduction mm-hmm. scene is basically exactly taken from Cape Fear. Yeah. They I didn't It's like know a that. remix of the music, too. Yes. They use that a lot. Yeah. Um, but I was not, I didn't put two and two together because I'm not because you've smart. only seen it once because I've only seen it once and I feel like I like haven't seen Cape Fear I almost I've only don't seen Cape want Fear you to watch time. it if you've only seen it once because you you will be like this movie's trash just but keep it in it's my heart so fun yeah just keep it keep yeah. it in my heart um also fun fact about this movie Luke Wilson's character yes has a class reunion it's at Rydell High School it's Greece Greece, Greece. reference Greece reference love that um also in the early 2000s duplex so have you ever seen The Money Pit? Yes. Okay. This is what this is, but not as well done. We have a DVD in my apartment. I've never seen it. it it's okay. Mm. Ben Stiller? Feels like a weird pairing. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Got Fingered. Mm. This Tom Green Tom era. Tom Green era. He's in Charlie's Angels. Yes, he is. We'll get to that. Is Freddie Got Fingered or is it Charlie's Angels where she goes to the premiere in that like dark green velvet top with the flower in her hair with the super dark hair? Do you know what I'm talking about? And the white pants. Yeah. It's a I great think, look. It uh, might be Freddie Got Fingered. I, yeah, it might be Freddie Got Fingered. I, I don't know. It's the same time. It's the same time. I know. Um, and then Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which I have not seen. No. Mid-2000s. 50 First Dates. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. We have a confession, though. Don't, not big fans of this movie. Don't love. I don't love it's it. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. But it didn't stick with me like so many others did. No, so this is the second movie she does with Adam Sandler, and she talks about this in the book a lot. So the script for Fifty First Dates, which wasn't what it was called, was sort of being shopped, and she desperately wanted it for Flower Films. They lost it, and she became kind of obsessed with this script. So she followed it. It's life, because what happens a lot is, like, people will buy the rights to something. They'll try and develop it. It's not working. They'll shop it to someone else. It kind of bounces around a bunch. So ultimately, she finds out that it gets sold again, and it gets sold to Happy Madison. So she is on—I don't know what lot they're on at the time. She literally, like, writes Adam Sandler a letter and has it hand-delivered to him across the lot about, like, why she wants to do this with him, why this is their opportunity. It's originally supposed to be a drama. What? <laughs> like, when they buy the script, it's a drama script. I want to read that script. I do, too, because then it's, like, a totally serious, sad tone. I love tone. picturing anyone that's doing rewrites for Happy Madison, like, taking a drama and making it an Adam Sandler movie. Completely. Um, and so he literally, like, picks up the phone the moment after he gets it, and he's like, thanks for your letter. Sure, let's do this movie. Like, great. It was going to be shot in Seattle. They move it to Hawaii. Because they're like, let's film it somewhere we want to be. Yeah, let's basically take a three-month vacation. Cameron Diaz comes for no reason. No reason. She was going to come for like two weeks and hang out. Stayed the whole shoot and just learned to surf. And then they got adjoining rooms and they put a ping pong table in the middle and everyone came and like hung out. To have a famous actor's schedule and their budget. And money. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Wow. So I was reading a little bit more. The disease she has Mm -hmm. is not really real it kind of is real okay um but the way in which she has it where it resets daily not a thing that so the disease i'm gonna totally mispronounce this it's called like 
anterograde amnesia. That sounds right. Sure. There are two people in the world who have something similar. So in July 2015, these two people were discovered. Um, one of them is a man in the UK. He's originally from Germany. He, we- he wakes up every day thinking it's March 14th, 2005, because that's the day he underwent anesthesia for a dental procedure. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, for, which led to this like rare unexplained complication. So don't go to a the dentist. dental surgery. Right? Just like a procedure. I don't know if it's like a surgery. But the main thing with anterograde amnesia is that it's not daily. It's every 90 minutes. You, oh. Like, you're literally like a guinea pig. That's like you, terrible. I know. Then the other woman who she reportedly believes the day is October 15th, 2014, she used she used to be a pub manager. And then she went to the hospital because she had some sort of like kickboxing injury. And then she hit her head on a metal pole. Hmm. So here this we are. This is very much like uh, Liz Lemon's brother, 30 Rock, <laughs> yes. played by Andy Richter. <laughs> Completely. Um, but it's like, it's a cute, cute movie. It does really well. Like, people are very into it, just maybe not you and me. Okay, so also this year, I don't know if you are familiar with I this movie. I had no idea about this Okay, at great. All. I Zero. saw this movie. I remember watching it with my mom, and there are things that really stand out still to me. Okay. My date with Drew. I, like, I saw this in our outline. I'm like, what is this? So this guy has been like a lifelong Drew Barrymore fan. His name is Brian Herslinger. We really missed out on not trying to get this guy on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> yes. Damn, Damn it. it. Um, so he is an aspiring filmmaker. He moved to Los Angeles like three years before doing this project. And he was on a game show, and his winning answer was Drew Barrymore. Oh, my God. Fake. Just, like, completely random. Uh-huh. And he was just like, this means something. I don't know. He buys a camera and gets a crew. In 30 days, he has to meet Drew Barrymore, go on a date with her. All this has to happen so he can return the camera. <laughs> Before he gets charged. Or yeah. Like, bef- the return policy. Yeah, he wants okay. a return policy. Smart. I'm pretty sure he ends up, it's past 30 days. But okay. he does meet her. And there's all this work because it's, you know, it's Los Angeles. Like, you know someone who knows someone Absolutely. who knows Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I'm or sure we're one degree from her somehow. Absolutely. So they meet at a, I think, a premiere or something. And it's just a quick introduction. He gives this really wuss handshake and he, like, keeps going over it in his head. He's just like, all these years and I went like this and, like, gave her, like, the worst <laughs> handshake. Uh-huh. And so it that's over. Like, that's all that happens. It's kind of a... Something happens eventually where she gets word of this and they meet and have this lunch date Mm -hmm. and it's filmed. It's at the end of the movie and they're just having a nice conversation. They bring each other gifts and Drew Barrymore gets him a video camera and he gets her a Snoopy snow cone machine. Uh But my biggest takeaway from this movie is they talk about how much they love Grease 2. Oh my God. Both of them. It, Where they just start singing, we're going to score tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they weirdly both watched it on cable two weeks before this date. Oh, like it was on some channel yeah. they were both watching? This was, I think, around the time she was dating Fabrizio Moretti or like in bet- right in between. Um, but it's just such a funny thing. And then I was doing research for this about this movie and I was like, am I secretly living this? I'm not going to get into details, but... but- yeah, because it's like, <laughs> where's the line between like he's stalking her yeah, and just being, he's like making like, a fun little like movie? It's like a cute thing. Yeah, because it's out of reverence and not like obsession. And I don't think it would fly well today. No, doesn't feel... 
privacy. Yeah, maybe just with Instagram and everything yeah. changing. Interesting. I don't know. Here it was just a simple, like, handheld camera. Just a cute They made thing. this little documentary. Huh. Um, so that's 2004, 2005, Fever Pitch. You and I both low-key love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I saw it twice in theaters. I think Drew Barrymore movies always came out during my spring breaks, so and oh, I never mm-hmm. went anywhere for spring break. Right. So I was always at the movies. Also, where Nancy Javone and her business partner meets Jimmy Fallon, they are married. Um, this is adapted from another movie, which is adapted from a book. Right. Written by Nick Hornby, who also is, like, about a boy. Um, and... Nick Hornby is talking about his obsession with the Arsenal Football Club. He's English. And they adapt it to be for the Red Sox. And they're filming it during the 2004 season for the Red Sox, which ultimately becomes the first time the Red Sox win Mm -hmm. the World Series in 86 years. And then they actually have to rewrite the movie to align with that because it was so (laughs) monumental. And, like, Jimmy Fallon, I think, and Drew Barrymore take a lot of credit for them. Winning the World Series. I would. Um, I would. I don't know. I just think it's cute and fun. I, I agree. I think it's cute and fun. This week, though, when I was thinking about it, I was like, she sacrificed so much for this asshole with season tickets and yeah. had to go to the games. And <laughs> blah. Um, I also like that outside of the U.S., it's called The Perfect Catch. Oh, that's that's a cuter name. It's a cuter name. I know. Um, but it's kind of like when you watch Encino Man outside of the United States, it's called California Man. Hmm. I always, always appreciate those title changes. <laughs> um, and then back to voice work. She's Brian's girlfriend on Family Guy. Yeah. Which is a reoccurring, it's a reoccurring character. Yeah. It's like a ditzy blonde. She's in the Clue episode. Have you ever seen that one? I'm sure I That's have. That's like pretty recent, maybe a couple of years ago, where they go to the Clue mansion. She's there and she's just dumb. Jillian is her name. Um, but a good character. She's a great character. Yeah. She has kind of like a blonde bob. I feel like she's a little Scream-esque in her animation of it. Oh, I, she missed. had long hair. Maybe she does have long, long hair. Maybe she has long hair and a blue shirt. She does have a blue shirt. I remember the blue shirt. Late 2000s, you get music and lyrics, which, cute movie. Haven't seen it. Kristen Johnson's the best part of that movie. She's like the friend. Oh, Best yeah. part. Best part. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Drew. Best That's part. Right. Then you get... He's just not that into you. Also not the, a big fan of this movie. Yeah. Seems kind of messy, but written by Abby Conan and Mark Silverstein. Mm-hmm. You'd think you're getting a never been kissed here. Not quite. I appreciate that those two are just like hitting the rom-coms though. Like that's their niche yeah. and they're, they're in it. What I do like about this movie is that it came out at a time where MySpace was still being used. So mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore, her plot is like just trying to get dates and like understand how dating works. She uses MySpace at one point. You're like, oh, what? But I can't name another movie oh, no. that uses MySpace, and that's a very specific, like, thing we need to see. Yeah, in... 2009. It's, it's kind of like the end. Of yeah, it? it's the end. Yeah, the end of it. Because I remember when I started my Facebook account, which was like 2004, 2005, still being like, eh, I don't know about MySpace. But yeah, I couldn't get a Facebook until like 2007, eight. So oh, yeah, oh, 2009 yeah. had to have been the tail end of MySpace. Right. I mean, it still exists, but does it? Does it? 2009, Grey Gardens. Never seen it. We need to watch it. I haven't seen it. I know. I think I love it, but I've always been so scared because I love the documentary. Yeah. I love her, like, weird obsession with Jessica Lange and them, like, making out at award shows. I love Jessica Lange, too. Them, like, making out at award shows. I can see her Golden Globes, 
like that 1920s. I put it on here. That's one of my favorite looks. It was very much an inspiration for me for my wedding, actually. I remember pulling it up a lot. Like you look at my wedding photos and you're like, what? I was trying to put it together. Yeah, it's the makeup more than anything. But I remember like that. I wanted that vibe, not a Great Gardens vibe. I want a Great Gardens vibe for my wedding. What's your wedding theme, Great Gardens? It's just like a hoarder home. Just like and I do cats. a tap routine. <laughs> that sounds like a good wedding. I mean, it's memorable for sure. Um, but yeah, it got nominated. Wait, for 17 Emmy Awards? Yeah. Holy shit. But she won she a did. Golden Globe. She did win a Golden Globe. Is this her only award? She I has think a SAG Award as well. Yeah, I think it's her only thing. Wow. She played Little Edie. I feel like we could get we could get some kind of Oscar bait. In the next 20 years. Oh, yeah. Let's find something for her. Let's find something. flower films. She, yeah, and she campaigned hard for this role. She wanted this role, which I appreciate. Yeah, she had to work with a voice coach for a year to (laughs) nail that little Edie, like, upper-class New York accent. Well, yeah, because she talks about in the book how she is such a valley girl and she can't get rid of it. So it makes sense to me that she had to work with a voice coach. Finally, rounding out the 2000s, Whip It. I loved Whip It. Director. She directed Directorial it. debut. Yeah. Um, it's very fun. It's kind of aggressive. Again, fun. Like Another movie, though, that didn't get great reviews. No. It, I mean, I guess it does seem kind of predictable. Yeah, it's a little uh, predictable. But it's fun. Roller derby. Who doesn't love a roller derby? You've yeah. been to the roller derby, yes? No. Oh, I thought you did. I wish I had. I have not been. I really want to go. Um, but I always liked this movie. The soundtrack is good. I love when Ellen Page and that guy go on, like, a date and they watch The Jerk and eat hamburgers. Oh, yeah. It's cute. <laughs> they watch The Jerk. Um, yeah, it's just fun. Juliette Lewis is in it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Being a badass. Yeah. I just started thinking about Jem <laughs> and what a missed opportunity <laughs> that was. Damn it. Just let us cast Charlie's Angels and Jem and we'll shut up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> it would be so good. Um, so then the, the 2010s, what do we call this decade? That we're in. I don't know. I don't know. The teens? I don't know. It's dumb. Present day. We start to move more into, like, TV. You can see she's kind of, like, pivoting. Because we start, you know, we'll talk about Flower Beauty. We'll talk about Home. She's just, like, I think maybe she's a little over it. Like, doesn't want to be as in front of the camera as much. She's starting to family. She's a mom now. Yeah. Like, you know, I get it. Priorities change. She does do Blended, which I will admit I have not seen. Yeah. Third. I, you're skipping going the distance here. I'm so sorry. I liked that movie. It's a little too long, but it's during her Justin Long era. I think they actually broke up and maybe got back together briefly, like, after mm. filming this. Okay, interesting. Um, but it's very fun, and you get a hot combo of Drew Barrymore and Christina Applegate. Which is shocking to me that you've not had that hot combo before. Yes. Like, just girls of the 80s and 90s, like, they must have crossed crossed paths yeah. so many times. I'm going to have to Google image like were they friends on red carpets i need to see the pics oh yeah also she did that whale movie that i <laughs> don't want to see do not need to see that whale movie big miracle yeah that's what it's called like in alaska oh yeah not free willy it's not called free willy <laughs> the yeah. title is not free willy <laughs> not free willy that'd be amazing then a we whale get movie not free willy then we get blended and now they're parents and like third movie with adam sandler mm-hmm but I was reading about it. I have seen this movie, and I only remember one of these things I'm about to tell you. There are a lot of winks to their older films Love. Okay. in this movie, mm-hmm. which kind of makes up for it being just okay. But the number one is Alexis Arquette 
is in it and kind of reprises the George Wedding Singer role, but it's Georgina. Oh, love that. It's great. Yeah. And it's also Alexis Arquette's last film. Oh. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other things, like Adam Sandler's character mentions he owns a Dick's Sporting Goods store in Ridgefield, and that's the town from The Wedding Singer. Uh, Drew Barrymore's dance in the end credits is the same as a dance scene from Never Been Kissed. Adam Sandler does a dance that's the same from, like, Happy Gilmore and Airheads. Oh. Uh, Kevin Nealon speaks in metaphors like and he did in Happy Gilmore. Uh, Drew Barrymore sings Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which is a song he sang to her in 51st Dates. Right. And I think there's another one. Um, oh, there's a character named Tom, which is taken basically from 51st Dates. So Tom has a 10-second memory in uh. 51st Dates, and it's exactly like the same thing in Blended. I wonder, though, because in her book she talks about how they're always kind of keeping their eyes open for another project. But it's just like if you have all those little Easter eggs and sort of callbacks to your other things, like maybe just tie a bow on it and like work together in some other capacity. It's kind of like, oh, this is this fun little time capsule of our time together. I can't think of anything else, though. What would they do? I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just maybe we just leave it. A video game. (laughs) Would play. Yeah, would play that. (laughs) Don't know what it would be, but would play it. Yeah. And then more recently, she did Miss You Already. I cried like I went to a funeral. Really? How are you not going to cry at Tony Collette and Drew Barrymore? I mean, fair. Have not seen. It's pretty pretty good. And then we need to talk. Timely. Santa Clarita Diet has been canceled. I was genuinely upset in a way that I didn't anticipate. Yeah. I really liked this show. And it got funnier with every season. This one was just, like, season three was so quick and witty. Timothy Oliphant said it before. A gift. A gift. And just their rapport was so fun. It seemed like they were having a good time. It seemed like it was doing well. And then Netflix. And it I, ended on a cliffhanger. I know. I, my only conclusion is that it costs too much I, with all the explosions and stuff. Because they're keeping, the makeup. they're keeping some bad shows that are much, like, multicam or, like, easier to shoot. Probably, yeah. I don't know. I think we're making a bad choice I here. think we're making a bad choice. But also, I don't think it's going to get saved because... A lot of shows get saved and moved to Netflix. Yeah. Nothing has left Netflix to go anywhere else. I know, and I don't know where. It's so odd, and it's pretty violent. I mean, it's gross yeah. in a lot of ways. I'm also concerned because she hasn't said anything about it, and I want to know, is she okay? Well, I wonder if that means that they're shopping it, and she I doesn't want to you know, let it go until it's fully done. I mean— it's not like we need so I need three seasons. Uh, you could just give me one more. One more. You Wrap ended it, up. it. Give me ten more episodes. Like I'm fine with it. Eight more episodes. But the Bummed. cult of Sheila, TPD. So as we mentioned, two thousands, end of two thousands, middle. We're we're starting to kind of like trail off a little bit from acting work and moving in other directions she launches flower beauty in 2013 and then just launched flower home like two months ago exclusively at walmart now which i appreciate because target's been hitting this celebrity designer thing for a long time Target's always better well but are they better because they've been doing it longer i'm not advocating for walmart i'm just saying (laughs) i've actually let me make this clear (laughs) one time shop i'm a target person through and through but I appreciate what they're trying to do here. Yeah. 
Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, wasn't that at Walmart? Yeah, I bought that stuff. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all coming, all coming. Full circle. Together <laughs> now. Drew more. it all comes back to Mary-Kate and Ashley. Yes. Flower Beauty, though, just launched this new serum, and she talked about it on her Insta story. I was very intrigued. Yes, so I immediately sent it to my friends at Skin Sisters, got a very thorough explanation of what Thank we thought. Thank you. Here's, here's what we're thinking. It's extremely moisturizing based on the ingredients for glistening skin. It probably smells amazing because there's rosemary oil. She loves a good oil. scent. Likely not ideal for super sensitive skin because of the fragrances and such. Probably shouldn't use it. But okay. probably like it, it – my friend's general sentiment was that it likely feels amazing, but it's not – groundbreaking like it's not going to change your life well it's not that different than anything else you might find in like an antioxidant serum that's essentially what it is have you tried any flower beauty products no and i need to and it's be i mean it's honestly because i'm not shopping at walmart right where is there one nearby i don't believe there's one i guess i could online didn't they also strike a deal with ulta hmm or an- another, like, beauty company? We should take a trip to the Alta that's in the Celebrity West Hollywood it's Complex. by the Target. Yes, um, and then we can check it out there, because that's the only Alta that I know. Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe about. I, was, I was dreaming. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, also, some great fashion coming out of Drew during this period. A lot of she, band tees. A lot of good vintage band tees. I realized she can pull off every hair color. She's one of those. Yeah. I was wondering if she kind of made ombre a thing. Like it really, she leaned in hard to it. She had the harsh roots. She had the full roots. But I feel like she was one of the first celebrities to kind of do it. And I, as I was going through all the photos, I was like, yeah. I was also really into, she had like a bleached blonde bob during all with the, the black tips. Yes, yeah. she did that at the Whippet premiere mm-hmm. with black tips yeah. that were like very harsh tips. She can pull off a harsh aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I think it's because she's so ebullient and, you know, bubbly that then she's like, look at this. You look past yeah. kind of the harshness. Also a good skin tone. Yeah, very not too pale, but also like not too dark. I don't know. She's, is she perfect? It's one of those skin tones where makeup like really like brights everything up yes which is why she probably loves beauty products so much yeah and when i was reading the description for flower beauty it was talking about you know how she essentially grew up in a makeup chair and after doing our interview with michael westmore like i understand if you're getting your makeup done all the time you either totally love it or i bet you hate it and you never wear never it wear any you makeup. To. yeah so it's like i get why she probably is very into it yeah I always just want the hot tips. Like, what's a, what are they using that's from the drugstore? I always want a drugstore tip. Yeah. Like, that's all I want all the time. Like, great. I'm Fuck you if your tip is like, this is $300. That's not a tip. That's no. an inaccessible product. And tell product. me, like, which, what other celebrities are using. Like, whatever J-Lo's using, I want it. J-Lo's just using J-Lo's money. J-Lo's just not eating sugar, and I had a scone, a donut, and three cookies in the past 24 hours. J-Lo's so. just putting straight money on her face. Like, $20 <laughs> bills is what I feel is like that her. would make me break out. Oh, yeah. There's probably a lot of germs gross. on there. A lot of germs, a lot of germs and loose cocaine. Um, <laughs> yep. But maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's the, the secret. The cocaine balances out the germ <laughs> and brightens your skin. See? That's the... And maybe you get it at the drugstore. You get the $20 bills from the CVS, so it's a drugstore tip. Then you put it on your face. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think we did it. Okay. This is maybe, arguably, her best boy period. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it starts with Tom Green, though. So. (laughs) But they get married. They got married. 
in 2001, they divorced nine months later. They did make it a year. But she, they were together. He had testicular cancer. Yes, I remember that. I think around Charlie's Angels time. Mm-hmm. And they were together through that. It is strange when it does. <laughs> the decade starts with Tom Green. By the way, as I was listening more to her book, when she married the bar owner guy, mm-hmm. it sounded like that was a little bit of a green card marriage. Yeah. Because she tells this whole story about going on a cruise and she throws away the temporary wedding ring after they've, like, gotten divorced. But she was like, I think that's why they got married. And she was upset with herself for sort of ruining the sanctity of marriage. I don't know. There was a lot happening. I was like, what? I've never heard this angle of it. I thought they were just in love. No. Maybe not. No. They just wanted a green card. Then she starts dating Sam Rockwell. Interesting. I approve. I approve, but odd. he was in Charlie's Angels as well. I mean, I feel I like. I mean, is that part of the divorce? Whoa. Didn't think about that. I mean, maybe. And, and then they also did Confessions of a Dangerous Mind together. Sam Rockwell is one of those people who I have never known about, and then I feel like he's everywhere right mm-hmm. now. But yeah. then you go back and you're like, oh, yeah, he's that guy. I also, in looking at this, got down a rabbit hole of Leslie Bibb, his maybe wife. Maybe they've just been long-term partners. They're doing like a Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell thing. Yeah, and she's so she's so striking. Mm-hmm. So, and then I'm just confused. And they love she loves him so much yes. at all these award all, shows. All the award shows. Oh my god, so much love. And we'll so, get more of that, I'm sure, during like Fosse Verdon. Oh yeah, season, limited award series. Season. Okay, you have to talk about the next one. The next one's Fabrizio Moretti. Still in my top ten hottest men of all time for me personally. Who else did he... I don't even know what he's doing right now. I don't care. He's still in the top ten. Wait, he had another celebrity girlfriend. He had many, I think. But they started dating 2003, 2007. A long time. I was... Yeah, I was obsessed with this. Mm -hmm. I wasn't... Because I was young enough where I wasn't jealous. I was like, wow, two people I love. Well, she was... They're together. They're super cool. They're wearing each other's clothes. She was a decent bit older. Yes, yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, I remember that being um, kind of a celebrity. But I just thought it was the coolest. All the paparazzi New York photos. Yeah. It was just a thing. A lot of, like, kind of popped collars because it's, like, cold. You know what I'm talking about? A lot like of their layers. jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was not, a good time. Not like a fraternity brother no, pop no, no, collar. No, no. Like, a, ooh, it's chilly. Brace from the wind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Let's smoke a cigarette. Yeah. But I think they ended on good terms because in Whip It, they use a Little Joy song, which was one of his bands oh, in mm-hmm. the movie. And then. He dated Kristen Wiig. There we go. There we go. There we go. And I'm, That's it. I assume Drew Barrymore set them up. You assume? Why? Because Kristen Wiig was in Whippet. They're friends. She knows okay. who wears you already. I mean, like, you know what? You should date this guy that I dated for a long time. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I hope that's the case. I do feel like she's a little she's bit of a on yenta. good terms with many people. Yeah. She seems lovely and wonderful. Spike Jones. Yeah. Sure. Music video director. Great. He's also dated some people. Yeah. And then Justin Long. For a, a while. Going the distance. That was a long one, too. I thought mm-hmm. that was going to, like, happen. I thought that was it. I thought that one was yeah. going to stick. And it did not. No. But Will Kobelman did for a while. They got married. Handsome man. Yeah. Real handsome. Striking couple, the two Very of them. Very great family. She's obsessed with them still, I think. Yeah, I always was fascinated by the fact that Will Koppelman's dad was the CEO of Chanel, mm-hmm. and his mom's name is Coco. Yeah. I was great. like, wait, what? But you're not Coco Chanel. Yeah. Like, you're Coco Koppelman. Um, his sister did that show, Odd Mom Out. Which oh, drew really? Yeah, that's his sister. Um, so her sister-in-law. So she's on an episode. That, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, they got married in 2012. 
Um, they have two daughters together, Olive yeah. and Frankie. Unfortunately, got divorced. Unexpected. A couple years ago. They seemed very happy. Yeah. Or just like normal, maybe is the better word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of, you know, out and about, taking their kids to school, like just seemed to be living in a pretty normal, non-public, like, non-public life. Yeah. And today, currently single, I think. I did re- watch an interview. She was talking about how she was on Raya for a few days. But do it didn't we, work out. Does the average person know what Raya is? Yes, we've talked about it before. You think so? Yeah. All right. It's a dating app for fancy Matthew people. Perry's on it. He'll hit on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's Matthew Perry dating in app. In a nutshell. Basically. <sighs> Where does she go from here? Obviously, more of the home line is going to happen. More of the home line. Will Santa Clarita Diet be saved? Will she get back into movies? There yeah. are a lot of options here. What product would you want to buy from Drew Barrymore that's not home, not beauty? Some kind of capsule collection that's like her favorite clothes from the 90s. Oh, like a like a birch box, like some sort of Drew Barrymore box. Okay, a I would Barrymore take that. box, you know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, these are all my when, favorite things. When Nasty Gal was still a thing. Yeah. I mean, it still exists, but right. it's very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a collection with Courtney Love, and yeah. she basically like created things she always wanted but never existed, and then did some like 90s baby doll dresses and stuff that she used to wear that everyone loves. Gotcha. I would love some of that from her. I would definitely. Give me some Daisy stuff. Oh, yeah. I actually just bought a shirt with daisies. Is it because of this? Maybe. Maybe. Did I smoke a bunch of cigarettes at a wedding last weekend because <laughs> because, because of, of this? this? Maybe. Because I was like, Excuses. this looks like a great accessory, according to Drew Barrymore. <laughs> I would definitely buy, like, a not like a full subscription service, but I bet she has amazing music taste. Eclectic. Um, I believe she has a playlist on Spotify. Yeah. Like now that I'm thinking about it. Would listen to that. I would get into, I don't know how she would do this, but like a book club hosted oh, yeah. by her. Yeah. I'd she, I just think I'd read it. She has like curation skills that she's not maximizing because she's lived such a life. She's like a human tapestry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, share this wealth. Share these stories. Yeah. That's a podcast hello <gasps> where is she? Maybe she oh wow so many things yeah limitless Lim- limitless potential it's funny because you don't think of her as like a brand but she very much is yeah that's genius where you're just like you have sort of snuck up on us given us all these products and we trust you yeah and it's also because you know why because it's not drew barrymore blah 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 it's Flower Beauty, Flower Home. Like, she has another brand that's not just her name. Mm-hmm. The number of times we've talked about it where I want to buy a shoe, it's great. And then it's a Jessica <laughs> Simpson shoe. Yep. And I just can't do it, but I could definitely buy some flower anything. Yeah, that's true. I get that. So you wouldn't buy a Drew Barrymore shoe. I or would buy a least, flower at shoe. At least you don't feel as cool buying it. You know whose shoes I'm not buying? Carlos Santana. No. Why does he have a lady shoe line? If anything, he should only be selling fedoras. Like, that's it. Guitar picks yeah. and fedoras. Guitar straps, picks, fedoras. You're set. He does have a champagne, I think, a wine. I really just had a joke to myself that what if he had, like, like a waxing kit called Smooth? <laughs> Featuring Rob Thomas? Yeah. Like you waxed your legs wow. with He's the Carlos playing, Santana uh, smooth kit. Woodstock. Okay. Great. Sure. No one cares. Because we know how well Woodstock 99 But will up. Rob Thomas and Michelle Branch pop out? 
love Michelle Branch. We don't talk about it enough. All right. Drew Barrymore. What a gift. A queen. Yeah. Underappreciated, I would say. Uh, I don't know. Really? I feel like she's pretty appreciated. At least everyone I keep in my circle, we worship Drew Barrymore. I loved that photo that you posted um, of your DVD collection at home. That was just wow. like, those aren't even so mine. Many. Right. So many. Like, so grateful to live in this home. Mm-hmm. Guys, what Drew Barrymore product would you buy? Yeah. We should solicit, We should send these ideas to her. I feel like she's open. Yeah. Kids clothing. She'd be oh. good at it. Yeah. Completely. I do know we're at, at a minimum two degrees away from her. Great. So I bet we're one degree 2019 away. 2019 goal. One degree away? Or yep. just meet? One, our 2019 goal is to be one degree away. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. We're, we're slow playing this. 2020. That's my only game. The slow play? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're a very good slow player. <laughs> so send us the products that you would like. We will compile them and send them to our Future one degree of separation. Maybe away. we'll do a flower beauty test. Who knows? <gasps> oh yeah, I like that. Let's place a Walmart order. We gotta find a. We gotta find a Walmart. Um, find us on social. All the usual things. All, all that. So until next week. Bye. Bye.